thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to The Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games in the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Lawrence and I'm joined by... This is Dan. Welcome to the podcast. I did a little different I- inclination there, didn't I, when I said joined I by... I was also trying to sort a wire, so I wasn't paying attention. Ah, good. So we're off to a good really, start then. Good start. Yeah. Excellent. Are you well today? As good as any other day. Yeah, yeah. Um here to have a chat about a game that's right have you have you had any snow today in lancaster oh not in lancaster but um i work in salford so a bit of a a drive back and on the drive back it was quite um heavy Mm. but then the closer i got to lancaster the clearer it got a bit closer to the sea isn't it lancaster i think yeah so you get a lot of rain but you don't necessarily get a lot of um snow you do get ice occasionally yes how about you uh, yeah, it's been snowing all day, but it's just like little flurries. So like it's because I'm, I'm, I'm sat at my dining table now. I'm looking out my um, my patio door, and it's kind of sticking to the grass. But that's about it. It's not very thick. But you know, it's nice to have snow for a change, even if you know it's gone cold again. So you got to have the heating on. But yes, you know, it is what it is. Uh, as you said, you're here for a nice chat today. Which, funnily enough, as am I, um, we're here to chat about a game, aren't we? Um, yes. So I hope so. Well, yes, I, I certainly hope so as well, unless it goes off the rails entirely. But all going to plan this week, we will be talking about number fourteen on the list. So one of the higher ones again, uh, with a score of ninety-seven, developed by Nintendo and released in twenty seventeen. We are talking about Super Mario Odyssey, which was released for the nin- the nin to the Nintendo Switch. We've covered. Quite a few uh, Mario games on this list. I think we've covered all of the uh, 3D Mario games except for Super Mario Sunshine uh, being the only one that isn't included on the top 100 list. There may be the occasional handheld one that um, wasn't covered. Nothing comes to mind, but I know some of them um, veered into 3D occasionally. There's Mm. some some funny kind of 2D, 3D ones. Yes. Yeah, but um, we, we've we've pretty much covered all of the the main line. Oh, there's 3D Land. That's the other. That's another one, isn't it? Oh, that was on the the 3DS, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, um, but we've we've covered all of the main console, I suppose. Um, 3D games, handhelds, been a little bit different, but yeah. So this is the the final of the 3D Mario games and the final of the Mario games that we're going to be covering in the top 100 list. So. As mentioned, this was released in 2017. So what's your history with Super Mario Odyssey? Um, bit of a newer game, so uh, there won't be any sort of nostalgia. Well, there, there will be some nostalgia, but it will be because the game pays homage to uh, various other Mario games. New nostalgia. But, new nostalgia new yeah, is the word, well, I believe. Artificial nostalgia in a way. Which, Quite. Um, is, there's, there's nothing wrong with if if used correctly. Quite. Um so yeah, I I played this game very, very quickly after it came out. I was actually in Vietnam um, teaching English to people, <laughs> and not to animals out there. No, no, not to animals. Um, they haven't mastered the English language yet. Slackers. I'm aware. Um, the animals and... you understand, not the Vietnamese. 
felt, felt I should make that distinction there that it's the animals that are slacking because they don't know English, not Vietnamese people, which is why you were there in Vietnam to teach them English. Anyway, this is a strange tangent. Please do go on about your history about Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, calling the Vietnamese slacking. I did not. <laughs> Christ's sake. See, it's gone off the rails. We're not talking about Super Mario Odyssey anymore. We're talking about English-speaking teaching things yes so i so i had i had my switch out there with me um and it was always interesting trying to buy games i had to buy games from the european e-shop and i had to buy games using my using my british bank account um because there's an interesting thing about so you earn money out there but you have to then find a way to get it into your your bank account um so this was one of the games that I managed to buy out there and I bought it very soon after launch, maybe even um, the day of launch. And I played it until completion and I did all the extra stuff on it and I already spent a good amount of time on it. And um, there's the dark side of the moon and I think there's the darker side of the moon as well, which are increasingly tough challenges and I did all of that. There was a second run through of the game that you could do with um, new moons I didn't do that. That's where I, I kind of drew the line. But um, yeah, so I played it quite extensively when it came out. But this is the second time I've completed it. Um, how about you? Never played it before. I've um, I've seen quite a few videos on Mario Odyssey, uh, but similar to most of the other Mario games on this list, other than uh, 3D World, I I'd not played this game before. So this was entirely new to me. Managed to pick it up uh, on the Switch for. I got it quite cheap. I think I got it for about £35. Pounds. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and I, I played it exclusively in docked mode with the Pro Controller. I've heard that playing this game uh, handheld isn't ideal if you don't disconnect the um, the sticks, the, what they're called, the nunchucks. The... I think it's fine. I mean, I did it I did it handheld both times I played it, and I've never um, okay. I've never detached the, the Joy-Con from Joy-Cons, the that's Switch. It. Yeah, um, so... It doesn't really affect anything. It's just an additional thing. I think it mm. may add a bit of extra control, but yeah. it's certainly not a requirement. Well, I've mentioned a few times that there are certain games on the podcast that I want to um, play in, in docked mode. Like We're, we're going to be coming to, to Breath of the Wild soon, and that, for me, is a docked mode game. Um, that yeah, that isn't that. a handheld and game, and it was the same with Odyssey. Um, well, Mario Odyssey is one, of, is one of the, even to this day, one of the best looking Switch games, even though it released back in 2017. Mm. It still looks fantastic, and I can understand why you'd want to play it yeah. in Doctor Mode. Yeah, exactly, and, and it is a good looking game, which which we'll come on to. Um, but yeah, this, this was my first time ever playing the game. Um, obviously, I'm now a bit more experienced with having played uh, Mario 64, Galaxy 1 and 2, 3D World, and now, now Odyssey. So what's the, I mean, we say what's the plot of this game, but it's quite similar in all of the Mario games, but what's the plot of Super Mario Odyssey? So Peach is once again kidnapped, this time um, for a forced marriage. So Very dark. Bowser taking, yeah, taking it one step further. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one step too far. Yeah. Yeah. That's an offence, that is. It is. It is. You go to prison for that. But Bowser's doing yeah. crimes. As usual. Yes. Yep. That, that was it. That was my summary of the story. Oh, right. Okay. Um, yeah. So Mario stops the wedding and 
Peach ends up walking away from both Bowser and Mario. Bowser tries to, they end up going to the moon, uh, as you do. As you and do. And Bowser tries to uh, board the um, strange ship thing that Mario pilots in this game. The Odyssey. And gets kicked back down to the moon and Mario leaves with Peach. And that's a wrap. Yes, it's um, it, it's it's simple stuff. I mean, with with every Mario game, there is a quirk to it or a different kind of element. Obviously, with sixty four, it was this is this is now three D for the first time. With Galaxy, it was gravity, and uh, in Galaxy two, it was Yoshi, and yeah, three uh, D world, it was a bit more streamlined except different suits for things um but yeah this time like you say was cat mario that game was cat mario yes cat Cat mario the game um but yeah this time you've got cappy um and the the whole thing with cappy is that it's a possessed hat that can possess things that you throw it at so if you go up to a goomba throw your hat at a goomba you then control the goomba um, and it's a way that you can get around different levels as well as uh, make things a little bit easy for yourself sometimes. Or, you know, th- th- there's a lot of stuff that you can do with Cappy. Um, and Cappy is also utilized quite heavily in the traversal in this game, which, yeah. um, I mean, being completely honest, I think this is probably the best that Mario has ever controlled. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's excellent in terms of the, the, the controls it's themselves. And the, the camera. The Mario feels to control. Yes. Um, anyone that's listened to our other Mario episodes know that knows that I really didn't like Mario 64, which is quite far against the grain of most people that have played that game. I didn't get on with Although it at all. you did play it um, decades after it came out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's probably one of the big reasons. I think we mentioned that in the episode as well. Um, with Mario Galaxy, I got on okay with it. I didn't mind them. And I've always said that, that Mario 3D World was my favourite out of the 3D Mario games that we've played because A, I had the most experience with it and B, I just liked the way that it was put together, i.e. different stages on a little map and that was it. So Odyssey is a bit of a new vibe because... It's a strange one. Yeah, it's it's you could kind of argue that it's somewhat open world which... It's the logical next step to uh, Mario 64. Mm. It's the same vein as Mario 64. I'd say if it follows any game, it's Mario 64 or Mario Sunshine. Um, it's not the gravity warping mechanics of Mario Galaxy, and it's not you're not hopping from planet to planet. No, and you don't have all the um, upside down stuff and 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 that, that you get in that game, and. It's much more grounded than that game in many ways, except that you go to the moon, but the moon is the only planetoid that you... I don't know if, that, don't know if planetoid is the correct word for it, but satellite that um, you go to. I, again, I don't know if that was the correct word. Uh, I don't really care. No, that's that's fair <laughs> enough. It it feels very different from the other games. And I think... Um, well, what, 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 what do you do in this game? Um, so, yeah, the, the design philosophy of, philosophy of this game is... What if we had a a world structure, a hub world? You don't really have a hub world, but your your ship is, I suppose, your hub. And you have um, the paintings in Mario 64, but what if you have them as, as land sort of across the world? And they're much bigger than Mario 64. And as you say, they feel more open. And then 
the other big difference I'd say from Mario 64 is that rather in that game you, you would uh, select your star that you're going for from the menu and then you go for that star and then you'd be kicked out back to the, the uh, hub world. And go back in again. Here, yeah. Which I hated. You can, can, yeah, it, it, it was a flawed approach. Although it did lend the game some focus, so you were really, yeah. really focused on the star that you were getting at that time. Um, whereas I sometimes feel like, and maybe I'm getting getting more into the um, critique of the game here, I sometimes feel like Mario Odyssey lacks a bit of focus because yeah. you're kind of dropped into a world, you're given a target number of moons to collect, and you're just left to go about your devices there are certain things that you can do in the world there are events i'd say that you can trigger but you don't have to you can you can go off in a different direction and get the moons another way um and but that that, that's the that's the main task of the game isn't it to collect moons yeah so stars have been replaced with moons and and you you if you collect one moon you can carry straight on most of the time to collect more moons yeah um and then there are certain events that will change the way that the world um, appears or functions. So in, um, can't remember what the world is called now. Uh, to the the the, the Mexican themed world. Yeah, the first one. Um, yeah, it's the second one, isn't it? So the first one is the the Lost Kingdom. Yeah, world yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. The, yeah, and then it's the second one. So uh, within that world, you start off with lots of it uh, frozen. And gradually you um, you heat it back up and then the world slightly changes. Yep. And then there are some other changes in some other worlds that kind of affect the way that the world functions. Um, and what you do is you're collecting moons. You're, you're doing the usual Mario jumping, Mario possessing things with any, any being that is wearing a cap. If they're wearing a cap, you, you can't possess them. But if you knock their cap off, you can then possess them. Um, and that's that's really it and you're collecting moons to power up your ship and chase after bowser yeah pretty much um the the, the way that i describe this game to people is it's a collectathon the, you know the the main aim of the game is collect moons you collect yeah. enough moons and then you can move on to the next world or the next maybe planet. even more so than games like mario 64 because as i said that those games were a bit more focused so it's more focused on the challenge yes of a particular star Whereas this here. is just collect moons to move on. Yeah, there. I would argue there's even too many moons, and some of them are far too easy to get. Yeah, um, there's so you um can really breeze through some of these. Yeah, there's um there's nine hundred and ninety nine moons in the game, and obviously I think this is a reason, well, part of the reason why the, the the name is Odyssey. This is this is Mario's Odyssey, very much like Homer's Odyssey, uh, which I know you know a lot more about because you did Greek classics at college and I didn't, but it's this is the biggest that mario has ever been like like i said there are 999 moons across the entire game to complete the story you only need 124 um and then after that everything that you get is optional uh and i I don't know if you watched it in preparation for this but there's a video on youtube um by joseph anderson called uh mario odyssey it's no masterpiece or something like that it's about i haven't i haven't watched it but, um, it's about two I hours long. I didn't really watch anything in preparation for the, this episode. Um, I have, I have. Mario Odyssey is not my favourite Mario game. I think it's a, it's a good fun game, um, and it's good at everything it does. But it's not. It 
to me, it's by no means the standout Mario game. And I think even from my comments already in terms of a lack of focus at times, sometimes the moods are too easy to get. You can kind of see where my um, feelings lie in terms of what the drawbacks are for this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm somewhat conflicted on it, and you know we'll we'll get into my thoughts and your thoughts at the end of the the episode, I imagine. Um, but this is a this is a weird one because this is like I say, I see this game as a collectathon. That's all this game is to me. Um, it's fun, a very fun collectathon. Yeah, ab- yeah. absolutely. Um, but it is just you're in this world now. Go and collect sixteen moons, and then you can move on to the next world. And once you've got that number of 16, you can then go and find more and there will be lots more than advertised in every level. You know, you've got 999 to collect if you want to. Um, But watching that Joseph Anderson video, every time you collect a moon, there's a little clip that plays. Um, Sometimes it's a little bit longer uh, if it's like an important moon or something. But for every stoppage in the game that there is of a moon collectible, yeah, you've collected a moon, well done. If you put all of those together, apparently um, the the clips of Mario collecting that moon takes 72 minutes throughout the entire game of just you've collected a moon. And a lot of the moons are very inconsistent. He makes a very good point that when you get to one of the levels, um, New Donk City, um, there is a moon that you can collect from sitting on a bench next to a man. Uh, the the moon is called uh, Park Friends uh, or Bench Friends, sorry. And it's like, okay, that's good. That's a nice moon to get. But now do I have to sit on every bench that I see throughout the world because there might be a potential moon there? There's not not consistency, I think, with where the moons are located. And that's something that I agree with. Uh, Some of them are incredibly easy to find, like like you say. Um, You know, you can find them everywhere. Which is good if you want to progress. And again, I always have to come back to the fact that I see Mario games as games primarily designed for children. Um, other than the people that have grown up with Nintendo are now in their 30s, 40s, etc. I don't think they have to be. I think this game tailors more to that market because my problem is... And there's a very there are some very good, very challenging sections in this game. But they're all post-credits. Mm. Um the, the darker side of the moon stuff is really challenging Mario. Um, it took me a good chunk of time to get through. That stuff is not for kids, but most of this game is a breeze, frankly. Yeah, I, I found this to probably be the easiest one. Um, yeah. Granted, I, I ran out of time playing this. I got to... Because um, you said that really all I need to see to, to experience the whole game is get to New Donk City. Um, well, I, I think that's that's where the game peaks. Yeah, yeah. Do the festival. Um, and, you know, that's it. I managed to get a bit further than that. So I did two worlds following that and I got to the Luncheon World, which I think is the, the, the place where you can complete the game if you want to. So Luncheon World, you then go on to... Um... You, you then go on to a really weird world where it's um, gothic themed yeah. and you fight a dragon. That's that's really interesting to see Mario in that setting. Um, it looks like it's ripped straight from Castlevania. Yeah. Um, then you go to a quite a cool world, actually, which is Bowser's Castle, which is a very Japanese themed world. That was one of the better ones. And there's some good um, inventive use of Cappy there. 
and then you head off to the moon and the moon's interesting because you've got the graph the the um the gravity yeah anti-gravity and uh your your jumps are basically massively further and higher than they've ever been um with this game i also find that there are some worlds which are vastly stronger than others yes yeah and i think that's a that plays if, if all the worlds were of the quality of um say bowser's castle um or or new donk city or um the mexican theme yeah world, i liked that one then if, if they're all of that quality i think the, the conversation may be slightly more positive and it's not that it's a negative conversation but there are some worlds that drag for me yeah yeah agree there, there were some that i really didn't enjoy i was just like right i'm just going to get the the bare minimum that i can to move off this world and then and then shift um and it, it, as we come on to our, our segment gameplay is king um we'll ask our usual two questions but we should also point out that speaking of the gameplay there are a few different elements of the gameplay in this game um you've got the 3d element of this game which is the 3d exploration as you come to expect in 3d mario games but there are also quite a few sections where you'll go into a warp pipe and it'll take you into like an old style mario vibe where it's a side scroller which i really like yeah i really enjoyed those as well uh particularly the the one in new donk city well the 2d elements sometimes come out and turn 3d or the 3d elements sometimes go in and turn 2d and it's it, it when the game is inventive it's quite inventive but there are times when it, it does feel like it's treading water. Yeah, 100%. Um, I really like those bits, and particularly the one in New Donk City, um, where you're jumping over the barrels. Uh, is a bit of a, oh, a, yeah, a homage that's, to that's uh, the, the original Donkey yeah. Kong from the arcades. That's the bit that I said you should play. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Um, but yeah, speaking of gameplay as king, um, firstly, do you think this game is fun? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is where the conversation gets interesting in a way, because the, the game is really fun in terms of controlling Mario the moment to moment stuff is really fun it leads me to the question is the game being really fun to play is the game being the game is essentially a celebration of what Mario yeah is. it is and I think that was how it was hailed uh, when it came out and is the game being fun enough to make it one of the best games ever I don't think I've asked that question before but here I find myself asking that question because I couldn't I couldn't say that this game's not fun, but at the same time, is that enough? Yeah, I think I, I I think this game's fun as well, but I think it's inconsistent, and I think that it can get quite dry sometimes when you're just trying to find moons. And you know, there are a lot of inventive ways that you can find them. But when I think back to the other 3D Mario games that we've played on the list, I think that this game is very fun. But I had more fun with um mario 3d land uh world sorry because a maybe there's a bit of nostalgia there for me to some extent but b i prefer the level design and the different kind of worlds you could go into i think the level design is definitely better in that game yeah um but i i think it's well i think you'd be straight up lying if you said this game isn't fun there are some really fun elements to it that are really good um, and there's a lot of customization to it as well. You know, you can um, buy different outfits and switch up your Mario to have him dress how you want. I had mine in the poncho and the sombrero for the entire game because I thought that was the you best look. You can also buy um, decor for your ship, yes. um, which I did the first time I played this. I was collecting all the decor. There's um, there's coins that you can collect in each world. That yeah, special ones. Things. And then there's general coins that you can use. The general things. things. 
Yeah, exactly. So what was your favourite move in this game? Um, I think... Hmm. <laughs> I should uh, be... Re- Would you like I me mean, to go first? Using... Yes, you go first. So my, my favourite move, it took me a while to master it and I've complained in quite a few of the Mario episodes that I'd struggle to get to grips with the controls and the jumping and the, the special things, but this one I didn't struggle too much with. Um, and my favourite move is, I suppose you could say it's, it's when you master the jumping and basically when you throw your cap, you then dive to it in midair. So you catch it, you can then throw it again and then dive to it again. So it gives you kind of like yeah. the, the old triple jump from uh, Mario 64 that I could never do. Yeah. Um, and being able to actually, I suppose, cheat certain areas to be able to access... Uh, bits oh, yeah, of the level that, that yeah. you know you, you couldn't get to if you couldn't do that kind of jump it, it, I found it to be quite rewarding um, and yeah. for me that was my favourite move and probably my most used move I don't know what you call it but I thought that was that was a nice little a nice little inclusion for the people that could master it which I can say gladly that this time I am part of that crew uh, so yeah that's I'm mine I'm going to say broadly I'm just going to say that the jumping um Mario is there as a game about jumping. Mr. Jumpman um, himself. Yeah, well, famously, um, Shigeru Miyamoto, when um, they suggested Mario uh, and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, he yep. said that um, I, I don't want you to include jumping because that would be what differentiates it from a mainline Mario game. Yes. So Mario is all about the jumping, and the jumping here is completely on point. All the moves... We, we've talked in the other episodes about Mario about some moves being changed, some moves, moves being removed and uh, additional moves being added. Here, you've got Mario's full repertoire and it, as you said before, it feels better than ever to actually use them. So, yeah, jumping. Yeah, that's 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 fair. Um, he's, he's called Jumpman for a reason. Uh, you know, so that, that makes sense. So, Do you know Bowser's original name? Uh no, Blobby. Ah, fantastic! I was, I was, I was just thinking about when could I include the Blobby reference, but you beat me to it, um, <laughs> and I was blindsided. And I didn't see it coming, so um, I tip my hat to you. That is non-existent. Uh, you, uh, yeah, you got got me there. But uh, <laughs> surprising, they changed his name from uh, Blobby to Bowser. Seems uh, Blobby was a stronger of, name. Uh... Blobby trickery there. That is, bl- is blobbery blob- trickery. <laughs> blobbery trickery is what we've got there. Yeah. Um, so we've we've touched on it briefly uh, just before we talked about Gameplay as King, but I want to uh, discuss the levels a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so I, I've seen a lot of footage from this game. I, 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 like I said, I got up to the Luncheon Kingdom, which was quite a cool little concept kingdom. Um, yeah, it's all right. The the levels before that, I found some of them were all right, some of them weren't. Like you've got a snow level, you've got a forest level, you've got a water I quite level. Like the snow level, yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's a it's a short, very short. Yes, that's um, the, the main thing I liked about it was it, it was short, and it was just racing and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was just it was a Christmas level, wasn't it? So pretty much could have done a, a Christmas themed um, little e- bit episode around that one. Yes, um, but alas. I'd say that standing out, the first, well, not the first level, but the first big level that you find being the um, like the Sand Kingdom with the uh, the Mexican theme, I really Costa liked. Arena, I just remembered it's called. It's called what? 
Tostarina. Yes, yes, that's it. I felt that one was one of the strong ones, although there was a lot of empty space, um, which I didn't enjoy as much. I think that was deliberate. I think that was. I think that level is to show you what the game can do. The scale. Of, yeah, this is this is. I mean, not really a next gen Mario, but in in some ways a next gen Mario. For sure. Yeah. Um, so that one stood out for me, but obviously the the best level, in my opinion, that I played was. Um, was New Donk City um, when you when you unlocked the festival? I thought that was cool, although it is very weird to see like actual human beings in suits and hats and stuff, yeah. and then you've got Mario running around. It's bizarre. Um, and I, I think there's a reason why they focus so heavily on New Donk City in in the um, promo in the ads leading, yeah. leading up to this game. Yeah, the pro- promotional material, and there are. You can almost see which levels they focused on most because if you if you start a level and you can see that you've got a lot of moons to collect there, you know that more detail has gone into that Yeah, level. yeah, 100%. Because um, there's more moons to collect. So New Donk City is one. Tost Arena is one. Um, Luncheon Kingdom, funnily enough, is one. But yeah. I, I'm not the biggest fan of that one. Um, Bowser's Castle's got quite a lot of moons, but you don't have a target for that one because you're jetting off to the moon straight after. The Mushroom um, Kingdom um, has got quite oh a few yeah, so as well, doesn't that's it? The, I mean, that that's a that's a secret um, level. After you complete the game, mm. you unlock that, and that's actually a very cool level. Um, the way I discovered that level is because it, there's at certain points in the game, in certain areas, you can um, unlock picture frames that yep, take, you take you to another area to other levels and give you a bit of a sneak peek as to what they are and again i was playing this right when it released and i'd not really read yeah. much about it but i'd seen that it had reviewed very highly and i wanted to play it and during one of the earlier levels i think it was and, and, I, and i ended up going through one of these pictures to the mushroom kingdom and i thought what this game takes you there and seeing that in with those graphics that was again. That was a real nostalgia yeah. for me. Um, I I, was, I, I, I compare it to obviously I I don't have the nostalgia for it, but I I compare and I imagine what it's like to when you go back to Shadow Moses in MGS4, because yeah. um, you know going going to Peach's Castle and you know the, the grounds around it's it. So famous, isn't it? Yeah. It's so incredibly famous. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And I, I think that's a cool little inclusion in there as well. I, I like that they well, it's did a whole that. world that they've included. That's that's an additional world. Like once you've completed the game, that I mean, this game is chock. I mean, you can't accuse this game of being unfinished. Mm, it's yeah. chock full of stuff to do um, before and after you finish it. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, l- like we say, this this is massive. This game is absolutely huge. Um, I, I think maybe nine hundred ninety nine might be a little bit too much. In terms of oh, yeah. collectibles, too much. Um, yeah, too much. particularly when it only takes 124 to to complete the the game, but overall, I think the amount of stuff they put in this game is is mad, particularly for a Switch game. Um, you know, it, it it's big. Um, what what are your thoughts in terms of the the music? Oh, it's, it's I mean, it's great, isn't it? It is. I'll... It's, it's I mean, I, I can even recall some of the music in my head right now and yeah it's just really good music all the world has their own all the worlds have their own themed music and they're catchy um it's got its own theme song it's it for what it is for the type of game that it is you, you can't really get better than it 
I'll I'll be I, I really like the music in this game and I think it stands out, but I prefer the the big band kind of jazzy vibe from 3D World. Um, okay. But you know you've got some really memorable tracks in here, particularly uh, the new Donk City stuff, um, which was obviously used in all the promo again with uh, with Mayor Pauline um, singing her her little song, being you know quite well known to, at this point. Um, but yeah, the, the music does stand out, and I think it always does in Mario games, though, doesn't it? It was the same in Galaxy. Um, they just yeah, for for that style of game, they know exactly what it needs. Yeah, hundred percent. So, moving to the question of the week, we've we've now discussed pretty much all of the 3D Mario games from mainline consoles, barring Mario Sunshine, and I think there are probably a few reasons as to why Sunshine isn't on the list. I know that it's... Um, Unfinished. Yeah, it's not regarded as highly as a lot of other, a lot of other Mario games. But the question is, what do you think is next for Mario? This game came out in 2017, which is... Well, it's six years ago now, isn't it? So, I, I mean, I, I'm not expecting us to see a new Mario game in the very close by future because i mean mario 3d I think we might be surprised so well 3d world came out in 2013 and this game yeah. came out in 2017 but we've not heard anything about mario um well, have we you're right but this game before 2017 no one knew this game existed mm. so i was following the switch before release and for a long time it looked like the only game that the switch had was breath of the wild and in early 2017 they did that reveal thing and everyone was wondering what the switch was i remember um, it was um what 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 was the the name they gave to the switch when it, it wasn't officially named i can't NX. remember yeah the nx the nintendo nx or something like that wasn't it yeah and and they did this um they did this reveal um show thing mm. and then at some point in there i think it was in towards in a sizzle reel uh, near the end maybe they they showed clips of this mario game and from that, people deduced that there was a Mario game in the works. No one thought it was going to come out that year, the end of that year. Um, but people deduced that it wasn't an old game. It was something new. Yeah. Um, and w- w- that year, the reason the Switch has gone on to do as well as it had is because it had that first year. That first year was... I mean, I don't think there is to my mind, a better first year for a console in, in modern gaming history than that one. The Switch, the, fi- the Switch's first year was a lot better than the, the PS4 and the um, the Xbox One. The Xbox One and PS4 yeah. had some good release titles, but the Switch beat it hands down. I mean, the, the, the hype that year was ridiculous. And, and, I, and I'll get back onto that. I'm going to touch back onto that when we come to the conclusion for this, um, this episode. Yeah. But... Yeah, so that game was not even properly announced then. I think it was it was until E3 um, when they, they did the proper reveal trailer for this game. Yeah. And then it came out uh, later in the back half of that year. So it's... I'm, you, you can guarantee that Nintendo is working on a Mario game behind the scenes and they probably have been since the release of this game, the Mario team. Um, but when we're going to see it, I don't know. But it may be that it's a very short turnaround again or maybe they're saving it for the next generation of a nintendo console yeah i mean it, it can't be it can't be too long 
um, before Nintendo start whisperings of a new console, I suppose. Um, but yeah, what, what what do you want to see next for Mario? Yeah, because I think that's the best question. Not necessarily what are we going to see next, because you you, you never know. Yeah, it it's Nintendo what the new console is. Then they always like to have something different, and I think one of the reasons that Sunshine maybe isn't as fondly remembered is because it was quite a safe Mario game, and it was very much um, a refinement of, but an unfinished refinement of uh, Mario sixty four. And how do you top and that game? St- yeah, statistically, kind of anyway. Yeah, and then they turned it completely on their head with with Mario Galaxy. I would say the reason that 3D World, I think 3D World is a really well-designed, very, very solid Mario game and very enjoyable. I think the reason why it's not held in that very elite echelon usually by people is because it's also quite a safe Mario game in many, many ways. It's not... The thing that people remember about it is Cat Mario. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, uh, and yeah, and the, and the fact that it was released on a console that wasn't widely uh, yeah, accepted as well. True. The Wii U, you know, is is kind of the the weird child of Nintendo, along with the 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 VR headset thing that they released in the nineties. And I'm pretty sure it sold more on the Switch when it was released on the Switch um, 3D World. It's because um, no one had a Wii U. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thirty million had had them. Oh no, it might may have been twelve million. Um, so I would like to see a a proper um, new version of the same design philosophy that we saw in Mario sixty four. Because in terms of that design philosophy, we Sunshine did use it, but that that game was flawed and it was um, too heavily focused on the use of flood it it, yeah. it was too based around its quirk whereas odyssey's quirk is cappy but cappy marries in with the the Takes usual jumping yeah. Yeah. stuff and platforming whereas flood was completely different yeah so um in odyssey cappy enhances the gameplay whereas flood changes the gameplay in many yeah. ways um yeah so i would like to see a proper um, new version of that and what I mean by that is a proper hub world where you can also collect the item that you need to collect with access to all the different other worlds. And then you've got your your other worlds, which are large, but maybe not Mario Odyssey large, a bit more focused. I don't want to see you being kicked out of the, the map every no. time you collect something. But at the same time, I don't want to see as many moons, anywhere near as many moons as um, as you got here. And I'd like to see missions i call them missions where you collect your item um that require a bit more not not challenge that's not the right word but just a bit more unique um gameplay rather than um thwomping onto a, a hill to unlock your seventh moon it's yeah it's it's just that bit of um curated design that i think that mario odyssey lacks and that that's it. That's what I want to see. Um, so if they can do that, then I'm all in. Yeah, I, I I'd agree with you in terms of that. I I mean, you, you know me. I'm I'm not that fussed about Mario games either way. That it's never really been my thing. But in another Mario game, I think the focus is what I would want to see, and that's what I enjoyed about 3D World, is that every world was going to be five ten minutes long, if that. 
and it was focused. It knew what it was. It knew what kind of world it was. It knew what the the vibe was. Whereas with this, it's just very open. And I think the game's probably a little bit too big for its own good. Which do with a bit more structure. Yeah, stru- structure is the right word. Structure and focus. Um, so yeah, th- those are the things that I'd, I'd I'd agree with. I'd probably want to see as well. Um, and as well as that, maybe bringing back, um, you know, uh, Yoshi as well because Yoshi's fun. I know that he shows up a little bit in. Um, I think he shows up in the Mushroom Kingdom or somewhere else, doesn't he? Briefly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, more, more Yoshi is always good. Um, so. I'm going to ask another question now because this this doesn't particularly link in with anything else. And, you know, we, we did quite a few of the other Mario games in the first 50. So we're not going to be having like a, a quintessential Mario question when we do our, our latter 50 rundown. But what do you think is the best Mario game that we've played um, out of the ones selected in the top 100 list on Metacritic? Um. My favourite and the game that I think is the best is is still Mario Galaxy. The first I thought, one. I, I remember, yeah, I remember uh, saying in the Mario Galaxy 2 episode that I enjoyed Mario Galaxy more. Mm. I think that game really married innovation, something completely different with the level of polish, with a game that just felt good to play. A game that made you feel like you wanted a Wii. And... You wanted a Wii? <laughs> Exactly. Really made me feel like I needed the toilet. That's right. I wasn't going when I was playing Mario. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I yeah, for me, I don't think there's ever... It's, I don't think it's ever really been... Never been topped. Um, challenged, in a way. Yeah. Um, I would say that the, the games that I've been... <clears throat> Mario 64 is really hard, sir. It's so, so influential, and... A lot of the design elements of that game, other than the camera, have aged so well. And the fact that I want to see a game that follows that design philosophy today Mm. says how well the design elements have aged. Um, Galaxy 2 was more of Galaxy 1 without without the innovation. I mean, arguably it was um, a refinement. To me, I didn't enjoy it as much. Um, I really like 3D World as well, and I like the co-op elements of that game. Yeah. I've, I've always played that game in co-op, and I've really enjoyed it. Um, and also, th- there's one, you asked the question about what's next for Mario. So Bowser's Fury was was the kind of add-on that was released as part of Mario 3D World mm. when it came onto the Switch. And I've dabbled with it briefly, uh, very briefly, and I think I mentioned it in that episode Yeah, well. you did. Um so a lot of people said that that's what's next for Mario. That again, that was a completely new design, and um, I, I, I'll, I will admit that I've not fully delved into it. But I do want to at some point um, and see if that really is the future for Mario, as a lot of people said when they played it. Mm. Um, so yeah, Galaxy for me doesn't really come close. Nothing else does. Odyssey doesn't come close to that to me. Fair enough. I uh, probably Mario sixty four. I, I loved it so much. Uh, no, I, you, you know, it's it's a lot closer than than you think because I think we've been quite critical of this game, um, but I did enjoy it, although I found it to be a little bit hit and miss in points. So yeah, it's got some really, really it's got some incredibly high highs. Yeah, and I don't, I don't even think it's got lows. It's just got no, it hasn't. It's just got some mediocrity some where it can't sustain those highs. Yeah, I think I think that's its I think that's its problem, isn't it? 
Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say that my the, the best Mario game, in my opinion, was 3D World. As you know, you're probably not surprised to hear. But I would say that Odyssey comes second um, because okay. I did enjoy it. I mean, Galaxy, I thought, was fine. Um, I think with Galaxy as well, you, you've got a bit of a of the nostalgia there as well, don't you, from when you when you first got it. Not 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 clouding your judgment time. or anything, but I, did, I never I never played that at the time. I actually played it years later. Oh did you? So um yeah, it wasn't a game that I played at the time. It was a game that I saw at the time. I I, I was interested in because it looked as good as anything that was released on got you. quote unquote next generation consoles. Um but yeah I played it probably five years later maybe. Okay. Um but yeah, because I never really had much to do with the Mario games, I think I've been able to look at these, other than 3D World, which obviously ends up being my favourite, um, I think I've been able to look at these with a, like a fresh set of eyes, I suppose. Um, not saying that your eyes aren't fresh and they're mouldy, uh, but do, do you know what I mean? I've, I've been able to come at it from a... But would you say a newcomer's say, perspective? I'm going to throw a spanner in the works. Would you say you've got a bit bit of nostalgia for 3D World, though? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my question to you is, what is it about Mario games that makes them so nostalgic? Because not all games do that, but there's something about the Mario games. If you played them at the time, it's just a sweet spot that that mm. they manage to hit every time. I don't know because I've always had a lot of nostalgia for Mario Sunshine as well, even though it was a game that I'd never played until we picked up yeah. the um three D All Stars pack. So I don't know what it is that makes them nostalgic. I suppose I mean, how old was I in uh twenty thirty ten years ago, so I would have been twenty one uh when that game came out. So it's not really like twenty one isn't a an age where you're you're hit with nostalgia for things I suppose as much as you are as a kid so I don't really know how to answer it but I suppose a lot of it comes back to it, Mario 3D World had level design that took me back to what I imagined Mario games were like or what you remember Mario games to look like on the GameCube or on the Nintendo 64 which were obviously the consoles that were around when we were young um, so I, I suppose maybe it's an element of that perhaps that it, it makes you nostalgic for Sometimes maybe even something you've never played. Um, yeah, or a, or a time that you played it. Yeah. Usually Mario games come come with a new console, so they're always quite memorable because of that. Mm. And and plus, Nintendo yeah, don't it, tend to make bad games. No, and and they don't. It's like you said. You you don't see Mario is not an annual title. No. So every time that a Mario game comes around, it feels a bit special. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know the answer. It was just a question that. No, that's fair came enough. To my mind. Yeah. So the the final question, I suppose, is uh, does it does it deserve to be here in the top one hundred? Usually, but when when before we record, I have an idea of of what I'm gonna say for this. Um, I think I'm just gonna riff and see see what I conclude. Um, so talking is uh is what we do yes riffing chatting um yes so mario odyssey came out in that in that launch year of the switch there was the very high high of breath of the wild <clears throat> i know some people don't like it as much 
Um, some people say it strays from the tr traditional Zelda formula. I personally loved it. I really did love it. And that, I mean, that point in my life, it was, yeah, it was just, I just played that game until I completed it. Yeah. It was just great. Um, so that launch year for Switch holds a bit of nostalgia for me. And I do think it was a, a one of the best years for a modern console. And you had other games within that year as well, Mario and Rabbids. You had Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, you had some other... Breath really, of the Wild. Yeah, you had some other really great titles. It, that was the year that Nintendo basically had a title come out every month until the end of the year. And and I, um, I think they redeemed themselves as well, didn't they? Not that they were they, did, yeah, they were in no, trouble, yeah. but the Wii U really is it, classed as a bit of a failure. It was a failure. Um, <laughs> and... I remember talking to you at the time um, when you had your Wii U because I was saying, I was like, I remember watching videos saying, oh, the Wii U's dead and it's going to kill Nintendo. And you're like, it's not going to kill Nintendo. Um, and I really like the Wii U. Um, but looking back on, on hindsight with stuff, you, you can kind of see... They the Wii U, didn't they? They what, sorry? It was a necessary failure. Yeah, because I think otherwise... You see it with every every console. The, uh, Microsoft yeah. knew that they won really the console war with the Xbox 360 over the PS3. So when it came to the Xbox One, they kind of fumbled it a little bit and, and PS4 took over and then PS4 won the last generation. And I'd say that it's arguable now that the Xbox Series X is better than the PS5. It's, it's catching up and you also had that, that period after the PS2 with the PS3. that yeah. So I mean, I, I love the PS3, but it was, um, for Sony, compared to what they'd done before, it was a dip. And it seems to happen every other console with companies, because if you compare the N64 to the GameCube, the, the GameCube was somewhat su successful, but it wasn't as successful as... Nintendo's so strange, because they had diminishing returns for every console, until the uh, apart from their handhelds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Handhelds are a different thing um, for Nintendo, aren't they? Yeah, so they had diminishing returns for every console until the Wii and then until the Switch. And the Switch kind of um, is the amalgamation of handheld and um, home console. Yeah. So, yeah, Nintendo's a strange one, but they, they do have their failures like every other company and they do tend to rebound from them. And hopefully all these console makers will continue to rebound so that there's always three competition console makers in the market um, because I think it needs it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, competition breeds. Uh, what's what's the saying? Uh, innovation. Competition innovation, breeds innovation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so that so that year for for the Switch was a real blockbuster year, and I think Mario Odyssey came out. People were riding high on the Switch. People liked the Switch as a console. People liked playing games on the Switch. There was um, at that time it was. Is it coming to Switch? Is it coming to Switch? You still get that. Is it coming to Switch? Yeah. Um, well, I was like that with Persona, wasn't I? Yeah, and it and it came to Switch, <laughs> and eventually, it was it was the console that people wanted to play things on, and so there was a lot of hype around the Switch. And I think if Mario Odyssey had come out on another year, it wouldn't be quite so well received. Mm. I remember that year in the um, the Game Awards, and. Mario Odyssey didn't really get a look in because compared to Breath of the Wild, yeah. it it wasn't 
Breath of the Wild. If Mario Odyssey had launched the Switch, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say actually. It, maybe it would have had an impact because it was a 3D Mario game. It was. It looked, in a way, it looked better than it turned out to be for me. Yeah. Um, so maybe people would have bought it based on that. But it, of the games that came out that year, Breath of the Wild is the special one. Mario Odyssey was a really solid, fun Mario game that came out in a great year. That maybe second place. It a bit. Yeah, maybe not even second place. Um, so does it deserve to be on the list? I think, based on the description that I just gave, probably not. Um, it probably just slips out of the list, or at the very least, it would. It would, or at the very most, it would make the, the near the bottom end. Mm. It doesn't deserve to be as as number fourteen highly regarded as it is, or as high as it is. I I I disagree. I um I think that it does deserve to be here. Um, not because of innovation or anything, because I think Galaxy probably innovated more than Odyssey did, um, and Galaxy innovated more than three D three D World did. But I'd say that if there were two Mario games that deserved to be in the top 100 list, it would be Mario 64, even though I don't like saying that because I don't like that game even slightly. But I can recognise the importance of it. And that's what we discussed when we talked about Ocarina of Time, that it isn't the best game of all time, but it's arguably one of the most important games of all time. Yeah. So I think Mario 64 deserves to be there because of the importance of what it did and it was really the first 3D blockbuster game, um, arguably. But I also think that Mario Odyssey deserves to be here. Maybe not number 14. No, definitely not number 14. I'd say kind of um, the the bottom half of the middle of the list, so maybe in the 70s. Yeah. Um, but I would say that if it could only be the two games from Mario, it would be those two. And if it could only be one Mario game on the list, it would be 64. Um, yeah, I think you're right there. I think if you if you're going to put any two Mario... Because let's be frank, the list is a bit saturated with Mario, yep. 3D Mario. Um, saturated with Zelda, saturated with Metal Gear. Yeah, there, there are certain franchises that saturate the list and Mario is one of them yeah. and you could probably lose a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them, but you could lose a couple of them. If you were to only put two in, I think you're right. It would be Mario 64 all day long plus another Mario of your choice. depending. And that on for you would be Galaxy. For me, that would be Galaxy. For someone else, that would be 3D World. For someone else, that would be Odyssey. For someone else, that would be Galaxy 2. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think that's fair enough. I think Mario, similar to Zelda, is a very personal thing. Um, and it just depends on when you played it and the experience you had when you first played those games. Um, I think is a big element to it. But, yeah, I, th- I think that was quite an interesting conversation. I enjoyed talking about that game. Um, it's uh, yeah, that's it for Mario. All done, forever. Dead, dead. It's dead now. Some blobbery things going on here. Um, (laughs) so what have we got coming up next time? We've only got three games left in the main one hundred, and two of them are massive. We're going to be doing some 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 juggling. So so I've I've got a suggestion for you, and and I don't mind sharing it with the listener because we let you in on our plans. Secrets Um, for the listener. We like that. So in two weeks' time, we're going to be um, doing The Witcher 3. And after that, we're probably going to juggle. Um, 
so we're going to start introducing probably some of the games that have been added to the list before we get to Zelda and we'll just be very clear when we do the Zelda episode where it places on the original list that we've compiled yep. because doing Witcher 3 and Zelda Breath of the Wild back to back it's not happening <laughs> so, and uh, the other and the other curios- cu- curiosity which is Half-Life Alex, we're also pushing to the back of that list because we don't know how to play it um, I still need to get VR yeah um, simple. So yeah, we'll, we'll have The Witcher three for you in two weeks' time, um, and then we'll deviate a bit. Yeah, a- April is going to be a little bit spotty anyway, because uh, I'm going to South Korea for a week, um, and I'm also away for a week in April. So yeah, yeah. So we're um, we're, we're both away in April. So we'll, we'll juggle maybe some of the smaller editions, like the newer editions to the list that we mentioned a few a uh, few weeks ago, uh, like Disco Elysium. Uh, Fate of something like Morgana, yeah, Tetris, um, Elden Ring. Um, so look forward to a bit of Tetris. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's that's everything for this week. As always, you can find us on social media with a long and short of it podcast. You can email us at long and short of it podcast at hotmail dot com. And that's pretty much it. Is there anything else from you today? No, that's it for me. I just had a thought before we go. You know they're releasing, yeah. well, doing a, a, a remake of Resident Evil 4. Yeah. That's probably going to end up on the list. I don't know. I don't know. The reason I say that is because, I mean, I, I've already pre-ordered the game because I'm, I'm all in because I love Resident Evil I don't Evil. ever want to play but, that um, game ever again. <laughs> but um, the, the other remakes, although they're they're very well regarded. They're not, they've not made it into the list. They've made a list. No. Yeah, so. Four's a bit different though. Quite. Yeah, but but then is this game gonna? Is it gonna live up to four? Mm. We shall see. Given what four did, yeah. I mean, I, I, I as much as I think I'm hopefully gonna enjoy it. <laughs> that that was a weird sentence. Um, <laughs> I I don't think it's gonna make the list. We shall see. Um, that was just a little thing that came into my head there, but that is uh, yeah, that's it for this week. But um, yeah, we'll see you in two weeks' time for the witcher 3 and in the meantime go away and think about resident evil 4 if that's what you'd like to do um but yes cheerio see you on the next one